1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. There are times that bad things happen that are outside of our control, but what we can control is how we react to them. On this episode, I'm going to talk about how hunting helped me to thrive in the year of coronavirus. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today I want to talk to you about how hunting helped me to thrive, not just survive, not just make it through, not just find a way to endure, but I mean to thrive, to come out better in the year of coronavirus. Now, I need to go back to the, to the beginning of this whole thing. And of course, everybody who's listening to this, you've, you've had uh, a run-in. You've had some experience. Your life has been impacted by this pandemic thing. But when I go back to, to the spring of 2020, in right around March-ish, things are starting to go crazy. Right, All the sorts of things are starting to shut down. I know different states had different measures of it. In my state, PA, we had a, we had a pretty good measure of it. And uh, they started shutting everything down through March and April. And it was, you know, things that never happened happened. Things that couldn't happen happened. All expectations went out the window. It was chaos. And it was a bit scary. And I remember one of the things that really concerned me and of course some people are going to laugh, but one of the things that really concerned me was that there was talk they might actually close the woods for hunting season. And I thought, can you really close the woods? I mean, how? that's not even possible, is it? Can you really close the woods? I mean, for a time they said you can't go outside to walk or to jog. You can't go. They closed the public parks. You couldn't go to the park to take a walk. I was like, could they close the woods? Is that a thing? And I was like, surely you couldn't close private land, right? I mean, I guess you could maybe close the game lands, which is just basically the same as saying they're closed. You know, there's no way to enforce that, really. You, you can't, you couldn't rope off and guard, you know, all of the thousands of, of miles of bordering, you know, game lands and stuff. And, uh, you know, turkey season was coming up and I'm big on turkey season and I was really looking forward to turkey season and I'm sitting there going, you know, could they really, would they really? 
In our state, God as far as saying if you're from out of state, you cannot come in to hunt in Pennsylvania. We're closed out of state hunters. And then they went as far as saying you can't hunt with anybody. You can't, you can't be with anyone outside of your nuclear family, even in the woods. And I was like, are you serious? Like, is this really happening? But at the same time, I was like, eh, you know, turkey season's a solo sport anyway. So, eh, no biggie for me. And as it turned out, you know, things uh, look like they might get even worse, but they, they held out. And sanity prevailed, and they didn't close the woods, and turkey season still happened. And, uh, you know, I had a good turkey season. I spent more days in the woods chasing turkeys than ever before. And I learned some things that next year I'll have an even better turkey season. In fact, I've done all kinds of episodes on turkey hunting this year. A lot of those things came from things that I learned last season. But beyond that, you know... This whole thing, this whole pandemic, the restrictions and everything that goes with it really caused me to focus on other things. And I put more time into my family and more time into the woods. I was in the deer woods constantly all through the summer, cutting trails, planting clover patches, uh, putting in mock scrapes, setting up new tree stands, just all summer working, checking camera, trail cameras, scouting, doing this, doing that. In fact, there's more that I could have done. And I just learned this past, even more recently, some more of the stuff I could have been doing to just have even more fun. But every week I was in the woods. I was spending time outside. I was walking. I was working. I was sweating. We were hunting crows. We were looking for new places to hunt. And I realized as all this is going on, I'm actually having a better summer than I than I've had in the past. Yeah, there were, you know, sure there were plenty of things that I did not like, things that I was unhappy about, disgruntled about. Uh, and I could use stronger language than that, but there's no reason you were all there. And but I realized I'm having a better year. I'm spending more time outside. I'm spending more time with my family. I might be spending less time doing other things that I liked. But the more and more I was going outside, the more fun I was having, the more I was enjoying just the simple things. And then something amazing happened. Um, I got into duck hunting. Not because of the pandemic. Now, at one point, not or not at one point, did I say, "Well, you know, might as well take up a new kind of hunting this year." Um, absolutely not. It was through somebody that I met while doing this podcast. In fact, he's done some episodes for us, Riley Hendrickson, who sort of uh, just put the bug in my ear, and he was one of the. He actually he was the first person I ever met that I know of in my life who actually has hunted ducks. And I mean, just like more than once or twice with a guide or something. I mean, duck hunter for years. Of course, you know, he lives a thousand miles away, but conversation after conversation and chatting with them and Facebook and text messages and emails and back and forth, just got the bug in my ear, helped me with getting started and advice and what to do. 
And then right around August, I was like, you know what? I could do this. This could this this could really be a thing. And then just dove headlong into it. I mean, from the ground up, soup to nuts, read, study, research, shop, scout, hunt, rinse and repeat. And uh, I hunted more this year waterfowl than I believe any other game season I've ever hunted in my life. Right? Not combined, but I mean, I hunted, I spent more days out chasing ducks and geese than I did deer this year. More days than I did turkey. Now, granted, waterfowl season's pretty long, so you've got a lot more opportunities than, than for some kinds of game. But I mean, I was in the duck woods, planning to get out into the marsh, I mean, constantly, just enjoying it, thriving on it. I mean, you know, if you've listened to enough of these episodes, you've listened, you know by now, I like the, I like the at-home side of hunting. I like thinking about it. I like planning it. I like shopping for gear. I do. I like researching. Okay, what's the next set of decoys? What's the next set of set of pants I'm going to buy? You know, y- you could ask my wife. I hate going to the store and shopping for clothes. Do not like it. Don't enjoy it. You know, I only do it out of necessity. You, She usually buys stuff and brings it home. And she's like, here, try this on. I'm like, ah, grumble, grumble. I don't really want to. I tried on. If eh, it's good, put it in the closet. You know, I don't go to the store. But when it comes to hunting gear... I'm like, oh man, look at these insulated pants that are water resistant with a windproof membrane. This is amazing. You could hunt for so long wearing these in the cold. And it gets me excited. Everything about it gets me excited. Trying it on, taking it out into the woods, seeing how it does versus, well, you know, the, the rags that I was using for years. You know, all everything about it, I enjoy. And breaking into a new kind of hunting, especially one as involved as waterfowl hunting, was just an amazing experience. And I'm going to do a series of episodes on waterfowl hunting. And I don't just mean one or two or three or 15. I've got 17 to 20 planned. May end up doing more than that. So it's coming. Don't worry. But all this combined, man, I have had a great year. I mean just enjoying and thriving on all of these things and being outside and you know I drive down the street now and I see ducks in the little stream on the side of the road in the middle of town and I get excited I'm like oh wow look at those ducks and I study them every day on my way home from work how are they eating what are they doing what's going on just enjoying it just appreciating it so throughout this whole year I realized, you know, there was lots of stuff I didn't like, but it pushed me to focus on things that were better, I think, than what I probably would have been doing at least some of the time, maybe most of the time. And I allowed that to push me to better things as opposed to push me into a corner. You know what I mean? And there's there's a lesson here that's bigger than this pandemic. There's a lesson here that you can apply to to any phase or situation in life that comes at you that was unexpected, that wasn't what you wanted it to be, you know, how we react to things will determine how we move forward from them. And of course, I didn't have all these big thoughts when this all happened right there. I didn't sit down and say, okay, COVID's happening. What's my plan going to be? How do I bounce back? What's my bounce back strategy? People talking about all kinds of stuff like this. Now, I never, these kind of things didn't cross my mind. 
It was just what happened. I just, I just started doing other things more. And even bigger than that, I think, you know, I may be giving too much credit to hunting because I think hunting is just one of the things that God put in my life in order to, to give me something to focus on, to invest on, to enjoy and appreciate and use to help others and, and spend time with others. Um, you know, the scripture says that God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That doesn't mean what a lot of people think and that every bad thing God put there to cause a good result. No, that's not what it says. It says whatever happens, he causes good to come out of it. Bad comes at you. He's not the one that did the bad. He's not the one that sent the bad, but he causes, he brings good out of it. You know, we, we, we talk about, well, you know, you just got to make the best out of every situation. He's a master at that. He's a master at making the best out of every situation. You know, a lot of times we find ourselves in a mess because it's our own fault. We mess up. We make mistakes. We make poor decisions. We do things we shouldn't have done. Go places we shouldn't have gone. We cause our own mess so much of the time. But not every time. Not every time. Sometimes things happen to us. They're a result of other people's choices and other people's mess. And sometimes they are even more disconnected than that. And this thing has been a combination of those forces that are outside of our control. But even in the midst of that, he can still cause things to work, to turn, to, to produce what is good if we'll look to him, if we won't trust in the things we've been trusting in. And I didn't, like I said, I, I, I couldn't have told you at the time that there was a moment that I came to this revelation and decided this is what I was going to do. It just sort of, I, I just was moved in that direction. And just more and more and more time outside and, and appreciating the creation and appreciating, you know, I learned this year that in Pennsylvania, there are, uh, you know, something like 13 different kinds of ducks and duck-related species that you can hunt. I didn't know there were 13 kinds of ducks on planet Earth a year ago. Did not know 13 kinds of ducks existed. I knew there were mallard ducks and maybe one or two other kind of ducks other than farm ducks. And uh, that was it. You know, I had never even, I just no idea there were that many kind. And that's just in one state. And those are just the ones you can hunt in this one state. There are more than that. You're just not allowed to hunt them. And just the diversity of it and trying to identify them and driving by. And, you know, I'll give you a story here. I was out uh, just recently. I was doing some uh, crow hunting. And it was the very end of the goose season. So I'm out hunting crows, but I got steel shot just in case, you know, we come across some geese. And actually at one point had a flight of geese fly overhead, but just couldn't get a shot at them. They were probably close enough. I just couldn't get a shot. So I'm out there and uh, we were, you know, of course, anytime you're crow hunting, you're also scouting, right? Crow hunting is the best reason to get out and scout because you're scouting, but then you're also hunting something. So we're out crow hunting and scouting, and I was scouting some marshy area for duck season next year. And next to the marsh is a stream, a big stream, 
too deep to walk in stream. Got to have a boat. But I was like, well, let me just, uh, you know, I was with two guys and they're walking in one direction. I was like, let me just walk up to the to the stream here, see if there's any geese on the water. Not that I know what I would do had I shot a goose on that stream because the water was too deep to get to it. But, you know, at the beginning of a hunt, you make different decisions sometimes than you do at the end of the hunt. At the end of the hunt, if you haven't gotten anything, you are more likely to take long shots. You're more likely to take risks. You're more likely to just take what comes as opposed to the beginning of the hunt. So, you know, of course I didn't have an opportunity to shoot any geese, but I'm pretty sure if I'd have seen a goose, I would have shot him. Whether or not I had a plan to recover it or not, I might've just swam out into the middle of water in February. Who knows? But you get desperate towards the end. So, but anyway, I'm like, let me walk out to the stream, see what I can see. So I moved up towards the stream good drop off from where I was. So I was in an elevated position coming up to the stream, which in my experience is the best way to scout or hunt anything on the water is you to come in at elevation. It's the things that are at water level they're most wary of. But anyway, I'm coming up to the stream and I get almost to the edge and I saw two mergansers take off. I was like, oh, that's cool. There's still some mergs around here. Uh, of course, they're out of season, right? Can't shoot any. Can't shoot any ducks, but I thought that was cool. Then I got closer, and I saw a bunch of redheads take off. And I was like, are you serious? At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages. Things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Redheads in Pennsylvania at this time of year? And I got close enough, I saw another half dozen redheads take off going the other way. And I saw some redheads just sitting on the water. And I mean, I could have shot the ones that took off the first time. I could have shot the ones that took off the second time. And I could have shot the ones sitting on the water. I was close enough to all three. And I looked down the stream and there was a bunch more redheads. I looked the other way. There was a, there must have been two or three dozen redheads on this stream. And the, for those that don't know, the redhead is like the holy grail of Pennsylvania ducks for a lot of people. I mean, I know of guys that have hunted their whole lives. They've hunted 30 years and then just finally took their first redhead. You know, not the easiest duck to find. That was the first time in my life I ever saw one in the real world. First time ever. I mean, ever since I was a kid. That was the first time I ever saw a redhead in real life. And I was just so shocked and blown away. Like, You know, didn't shoot any ducks, couldn't shoot them. They were out of season. Didn't shoot any geese, couldn't find them. But man, I came out of the woods that day just totally blown away. Had the biggest time. Like, wow, I saw dozens of redheads. And for most people, it just wouldn't mean anything. Wouldn't care. But for me, it just made my day. I mean, we went out from there. We went to lunch, got some good sandwiches. Had a great day of it, but, you know, just being outside, just seeing 
the things that are out there, seeing the animals that God made, seeing the places that, that are around, just, you know, boots in the dirt, walking around. I mean, just awesome. Meanwhile, you know, all kinds of places are closed. You can't go places. You can't do things. I don't know that I could have had a bigger day if I'd have gone or anywhere or done anything. I don't think I would have had more fun going to a concert. I don't think I would have had more fun going to something else. Doesn't mean I think any of that stuff is bad. Doesn't mean I think any of it should be shut down. I'm just saying I I found so much joy just being outside and looking at wildlife and just looking for places to hunt, looking at animals, hunting crows. It was just the greatest kind of situation. I just felt great. I was enjoying and it was it was kind of the story of the year for me. It was kind of the story of the year. You know, for everything that I didn't like and was negative and and rubbing against me, every time I'd go outside, it was as if it was that much better. It was as if it was that much more enjoyable. And I just decided I'm just not going to dwell on those things. I'm not going to focus on them. I'm not going to spend my days and nights being upset about them. I'm not going to just let that, you know, fester on the inside of me and be posting angry stuff on social media and reading other angry stuff people are posting. I'm just not going to do it. You know, it's just it's just not something that I'm going to let ruin my life. Doesn't mean I had or hit under a rock and had no idea what was going on. I I kept reasonable tabs on what was going on. In fact, I some points of the situation, I was more in tune with local events, news, the scuttlebutt, this conspiracy theories, what they were saying on the news. I mean, I I I took it all in mind and considered all of it. But I didn't let it rob me of my peace. I didn't let it rob me of my joy. I didn't let it rob me of things to look forward to. In fact, if anything, it forced me to enjoy things more that I could do. They forced me to enjoy things more getting outside. It forced me to enjoy things more spending time with my family. So, you know, you weigh the year, right? You know, you got the good on one side of the scale. You got the bad on the other side. I can't say there was no bad. I'm just saying that there was more good than there was bad. I thrived this past year. And I hope you did too, in a measure or in whole. And I'm going to tell you what, this coming year, from this day forward, and I know this is not New Year's, but this is kind of like COVID anniversary time. You know, this is this is right about the time of the year where, you know, everything just started and I I don't know what's in front of us. Nobody really does. None of us anyway, but you can thrive no matter what comes next. You can thrive no matter what comes down the pike. You can thrive no matter what any person in power, leader, dignitary, governor, anybody says, you can thrive. No matter what the economy does, you can thrive. No matter what restaurants do or shopping centers or plazas, no matter what happens at work or with your job, you can still thrive as a person. You can still thrive as an individual. God can cause you to thrive in spite of what's happening around you. You know, you can have problems in your checkbook, but you can still thrive as a person. You can still go outside. 
you can still see the beauty and the marvel of what God made and, and what we have available to us, you can still thrive. And I think, I'm pretty sure I, 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 I should have looked up some statistics before shooting this, but I didn't plan on talking about it. I'm relatively certain that this past 12 months has been a hunting boom. I mean, more people have been hunting more kinds of things than in recent history. Why? Less the other things to do, less competition. I know people that started hunting this past year that never hunted before. I took people hunting this past year that have never hunted before. I took multiple people uh, uh, duck hunting that have never duck hunted before or never hunted anything before. I took people deer hunting that have never deer hunted or anything hunted before. It has just been a year of people embracing what 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 God's made and what we're still able to do, the freedoms that we still have. And I'll tell you what, in every situation, I feel like as people have embraced the good that they were able to find, it, it buoyed them. You know what I mean? It, it helped hold people up. It helped strengthen people. It helped give people something else to look forward to, to focus on, to invest their thoughts and their time and, and their energy into. And like I've talked about for, you know, what, 150 some episodes at this point, you don't need a lot of money to hunt. Now there's no end to the amount of money you could spend hunting. That's a different thing, but you do not need a lot of money to get into the woods and, and to, to enjoy the creation, to enjoy what's going on. You really don't. And every kind of hunting I've talked about, whether it's been deer hunting, turkey hunting, dove hunting, crow hunting, pheasant hunting, predator hunting, I talk about how you can get started with the most minimal investment, how you can get started spending the least amount out of pocket to get into the woods, to have some fun, to figure out what you like, and if you want to invest more in something. And that's part of that's part of what I believe in is, you know, we got to lower the bar on this thing. We've got to lower the bar. It can't be that expensive or that difficult to get started because there's so many things people will never do. There's so many things people would love that they won't touch because they think it's too expensive or too hard. For some 30 years, I never touched hunting because I thought it was too hard. Couldn't find a way into it until one day I just just dug my heels in and said, okay, going for it. Going to make it happen. Going to figure it out. Just needed to make a change. Needed to do something different. So I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you in this year and whatever comes, let it push you to something good Instead of something bad. You know, being angry and resentful and aggravated and anxious and fearful, it just eats you away from the inside. It just eats you away from the inside. And just to be totally honest, the more news and media and commentary and you hear on the subject of what's going on in the world, the more you fill yourself with that, the harder it's going to be to think about and focus on and feel something else. You, you, you got you to gotta put up your hand. You got to put up a wall and say, okay, so much and no more. I'm going to listen to, I'm going to watch, I'm going to think about only so much and no more. And then I'm going to reserve my thoughts and my energy and my focus for better things. 
You just got you just got to do it. So I want to encourage you. Use whatever comes next. Whether whether the pandemic ends tomorrow, whatever comes next in life. Sooner or later there's going to be things that come that you didn't expect or didn't want. Use those to push you to what is good, to what brings light, to what helps you, to what encourages you, to what strengthens you, as opposed to pushing you into a hole or into a ditch or into a corner or just into a, a, a position in a state that, you know, is unhealthy or that just burns at you on the inside. Don't get stuck in that. You can thrive. You can flourish in the year that's coming up in and the next year and the next season and the next phase. So that's my message for you today. I thrived through one of the craziest years anyone could ever imagine. I'm expecting to thrive in the next year. And you can thrive in the next year too. So I appreciate you guys. Make sure you head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes, lots of other episodes. Send me an email, send me questions, send me comments, send me feedback. Uh, also, I want to encourage you, please go ahead and leave us a, a review on Apple Podcasts through iTunes. And there's no way that I know of to get this show, to get this content, to get these resources to more people than by leaving positive reviews, you know, five-star reviews with comments because it affects the algorithm in iTunes. And even more than that, don't forget to go to the YouTube, the YouTube, right? Now I feel like I'm getting old. Go to YouTube. And check out the New Hunter's Guide on YouTube. Follow the channel. Subscribe. Comment. Love to hear from you guys. Till next time, God bless you. And go get them in the woods. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network. Brought to you in part by HuntStand the number one hunting and land management app. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.